You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. It's not about how much money you make. It's truly, I know it's cliche, but it truly is about how much money you keep. You can make 80 grand, 100 grand a year, 50 grand a year, and be a millionaire. Or you can make a million dollars a year and be broke. You know, don't let that go over your head. You can make 50 grand a year and be a millionaire, or you can make a million dollars a year and be broke. It's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you keep. We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria. Widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support, along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azria.org. Welcome, welcome. We love Equity Real Estate Family. How are you guys doing today? I'm excited today. I'm here in the south southwest. It's about 75 degrees today, so we're doing good. I know it's wintertime, so back home in the Midwest on the East Coast, I know you guys are bearing down with a lot of snow, but hey, what I want you to do right now is just strap on your seatbelts, man. Cuddle up, get cozy, get ready, because I got Jamel Gibbs from North Carolina, who originally hails from Brooklyn. He's going to be shooting us some some real good game today. He's going to be teaching us some stuff. So, man, Jamel, how you doing, my brother? How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing great, bro. I can't complain about nothing, man. It's a, it's a pleasure to, to be here, man. I appreciate you having me. All right, man. So we just, we always like to give it up to those who are on the show, man. And, I, and I'm, I'm very particular of who I have on the show because I don't like to have just anybody on the show trying to sell or anything like that. We want people that's really out there doing deals and doing things. And I know that that's exactly what you're doing, man. So Jamel, for those who don't know, give us a brief little bio intro of who you are, man, and what you've been doing for the past few years. Sounds good, man. Cliff note version. Basically, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I was born and raised there. I left Brooklyn when I was about 24, 25 years old, moved to Pennsylvania. Now I'm here in North Carolina. Started my real estate business back in 2002. I was 21 years old. It took me 13 months to get my first real estate deal. Wow. Okay. That first deal was only $1,500. The next check after that was $48,000. And I changed my life. I made my first million by the time I was 25 years old. I was bankrupt by the time I was 27. And I made it all back by the time I was 30. Wow. Uh, I'm about to be 41 years old in a few weeks from now, and uh, we could talk about all of this stuff throughout this episode, man. Oh, you know we're going to get into it, man. We're going to definitely get into it because you just <laughs> gave us a mouthful right there. So just starting out. So 13 months to get your first check. Psychologically, yeah. what was you going through, man? Because a lot of people, they like, eh, if I don't do it in 90 days, you know, it's not legit. What, what did you have to do that season of perseverance in order for you to get to that first check? Well, you know, it, it's kind of funny that you mentioned the 90-day thing, man, because a lot of people, they want that fast money, you know, get rich quick because that's what they're being told by some of the real estate gurus out there, right? You yep. can make money in 30 days. Although that is the case, you can make money in 30 days. Most people don't make money in 30 days. It takes time. And um, just like it takes time to, to, to get good at a job, right? If you go to work for somebody, it might take you six months to really get used to the job. You have to get used to being in business, especially if you're not, if business wasn't your natural thing, right? right. So you have, to, you have to get used to being in business. The problem is most people, they want the instant gratification. So what they do is they give up way too quick. And by giving up far before they should, they uh, leave something on a plate that can absolutely change their life. So 
really what was going through my mind at that time was, you know, I wasn't thinking about getting the money quickly. I was thinking about how to get to the deal, right? How okay. to make it actually happen. So as time went on, I, I kind of figured this business out on my own. I did read a couple of books to get me jump started, but really it took trial and error for me to really get to where I am today. Um, okay. So it didn't, it didn't happen overnight. Uh, I made a ton of mistakes. I didn't know uh, that there were real estate coaches out there and things like that. I saw other people making money in real estate. I was inspired by that at a young age. And I said, I can do that too. And that's what I decided to do. So it really took time and perseverance and a lot of mistakes for me to get to okay. where I am. The good thing about people today is they have YouTube, they have home study courses and all kinds yep. of education yep. that they can dive into to cut the learning curve. There's coaches out there like myself and, and yourself with shows like this to educate people on how to get from where they are to where they want to go. But really, when I started, it was just completely different. Not a lot of education. You had you had Carlton Sheets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was about it. That was about it. Right. And, you know, yeah, it took me 13 months. I was working on Wall Street, fresh out of high school. I didn't go to college. You know, after 9-11 took place, I went back to working in a barbershop. And while I was in a barbershop, I started building my real estate business. So I was making a little bit of money while I was working in a barbershop. But really, it took me 13 months to figure out how to make money okay. in real estate. And one more thing, man, my first real estate deal wasn't actually a real estate deal. It was a sandwich shop. And we, okay. can, we can talk about that. If Interesting. You want. Yeah, yeah. Let's kind of go down that road because I know a lot of people, they're hearing, okay, 13 months. What did you do during those 13 months to kind of build up some of that, some of that steam, some of that, you know, equity to get to that first deal? What were you doing? Yeah. So my original game plan and it's still my game plan today, which, you know, I, I execute was to get rental properties. That was the thing back then. Right. Mm -hmm. If you remember back in 2002 to 2006, the thing was to, well, it was easy to get a mortgage on a property, right? So the thing was to try to get new construction houses for, you know, a, a certain amount of, of money, then pull the money out and then yep. go ahead and, and keep doing the same thing. So it was easy to get mortgages back then. The problem was my credit wasn't the greatest because out of high school, you know, you start getting these credit card offers. And, you know, once you start getting those credit card offers and you're not really money savvy at that right, point, right. you run your credit up, even though you, you're never late on a payment. If you max out your credit cards, you still got bad credit. Exactly. So that was that was my situation. And I didn't realize that until it was too late. So I had to find other ways to make money. So I got into real estate brokering at that time as well in, in uh, Brooklyn. And uh, while I was doing real estate brokering, I met up with some guys in, in New York who we're doing some pretty big numbers in real estate. Okay. And I, I saw what they were doing and I tried it on my own outside of the brokerage. Right. So I knew a guy who had a sandwich shop and I knew a guy who wanted to buy a sandwich shop. So I basically put two and two together and I said, now, was, it, was it, was it a sandwich shop or was it a bodega? It was a sandwich shop, a true okay. sandwich shop. Yep. <laughs> gotcha. All right. It was a guy named Blow that I knew and his brother, Nick, and they wanted to buy a sandwich shop. It was like $40,000. And basically I put the two together. The guy wanted to sell the other, and they wanted to buy. And I said, you pay me $1,500. I'll connect you with the, with the guys uh, who, who are selling. And, okay. you know, we made that happen. So my first deal wasn't actually a real estate deal. It was more of a commercial aspect where I sold a business and made $1,500. Right. Um, so you brokered, you brokered that business transaction right there. Yes. Yes. And no, I guess they call it wholesaling today. Uh, it wasn't called wholesaling back then, but I basically wholesale the business because I okay. didn't do it through the brokerage. I did it my, on my own. Now, gotcha. if I would have brokered it, I would have had to pay, you know, the, the firm Broker fee fees, and all of this other yeah. stuff. I just decided not to do that. So I figured out how to do that on my own. There was no paperwork involved on my end. I did everything wrong. <laughs> But it was an easy fit. Well, I don't want to say easy, but it was $1,500 that, you know, that paid me my first amount of money in real estate, period. My okay. next deal was an actual real estate invest. It was actually a wholesale deal. And I made $48,000, but I did it on a million dollar brownstone in, in Fort Greene. Okay. So I knew somebody who uh, wanted to buy a house uh, in Fort Greene. They had cash. 
And this was somebody who was an end buyer. And I knew somebody who wanted to sell. I would never forget. Her name is Miss Maitland. She wanted okay. to sell. And I ended up making $48,000 on that, on that uh, deal. And that absolutely changed my life. As All you right. So, so let's, let's kind of walk through that transaction real quick, Jamel, if you can, if you can remember. So where mm-hmm. did you find this buyer at? Well, honestly, man, I went door knocking. You know, okay. I, I went, I, I picked the area, which was Fort Greene at that time. I was farming it and I, I went door to door, knocking on doors. And Ms. Maitland said, hey, you know, I've been trying to sell. If you could get me this price, we can make something happen. So again, no paperwork, no nothing. I didn't know that okay. you, know, you, had to, you, you had to have paperwork back then. I ended up, you know, agreeing to get her property, finding her a buyer for that property okay. for more money, which was $48,000 more than, than what she, she was asking. She wanted 900 grand. I sold it for $950 back then. Okay. Uh, minus a couple of fees. I made, I made about 48,000 bucks, but I found the buyer just kind of networking and just getting out there in the streets. And, and, you know, somebody said, yeah, I'm actually looking for a property because Fort Greene was on its way up at that mm-hmm. point. Okay. And, um, you know, now on Fort Greene is like untouchable, man. You got $3 million homes in Fort Greene. Well, that, that's some of the stuff that I tell people, man. And, and that was great what you did. And what I tell people is, you got to get out there and network. A lot of people yep. think that you can just, okay, I can go pull a list, skip trace, do all of this kind of stuff. Yes, that's true. But at the same time, a lot of deals just come from just connecting, getting yep. out there, going to meetups, going to groups, things like that, shaking hands with people when people will let you know, hey, you know what? If you got something in this area, let me know. Yep. So now you can start farming that area because you know you got somebody that's looking in that that's right. area. And you just kind of reversed it. You just went door knocking. You found a, a seller, you know, a motivated seller, basically. And you ended up putting the uh, putting the buyer and the seller together with absolutely yep. no paperwork. That's right. Nowadays, I learned the right way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. My paperwork. <laughs> but I, I know just to give you an example, some, you know, something that happened to me just this morning, right before I started my workout. So I got I just finished up a rehab. I'm considering uh, uh, burning it out, doing a cash out refinance or selling it. I decided to put it on the market, flat fee broker, right? I okay. uh, paid, I think it was $130 to get listed on the MLS, right? So I got a ton of people calling me. I had a hedge fund call me yesterday. They made an offer and I had another real estate investor call me off of Zillow, right? Okay. So although she- So hold on, offer, Jamel, hold on, Jamel, because I don't want to, I don't, I want to make sure people- really get the fruit of this um Got you. so flat fee listing what is that explain that to the perfect people. man perfect question so really a flat fee brokerage is someone who's willing to it's a real estate broker who's willing to put your house on the mls but you don't have to pay them a real estate commission so you could literally pay let's say 130 dollars, 129 dollars is what i paid to get listed on the mls as a for sale by owner and have yep. quality agents sell your property for you. You can offer them. I usually offer two and a half percent to three okay. percent, depending on depending on the price of the home. And then you do the majority of the paperwork, correct? I do the paperwork. I do everything. Well, my team does it, but yeah, right. we, we we do everything else. Okay, you know what I mean. So if they sell it, then they get paid. If I get the buyer from it, I keep all of all the money. I don't have to pay a commission. Okay, so guys, that's a great way to get your property listed on the MLS without paying those high realtor fees and everything right. like that. And don't don't get me wrong, I'm not bashing realtors. I'm a oh, realtor no, in, in two states. So <laughs> I was um, a real estate broker until 06, man. And I I smartened up after that to to just focus on investing. Yep. You know, but yeah, realtors are your friends when you're when you're an investor. If you have the right realtor who understands what real estate investors do you can make a, a fortune with these realtors. Yep. There you go. There you go. Okay. So you got this property, you got it listed on an MLS. What was next? So I had a, a wholesaler kind of, I knew she was a wholesaler just by the question she was asking. She offered me probably 30, 25,000 less than what we were, what we have it on the market for. I just okay. straight up told her, I said, look for that, I could just do it. I could do a cash out refinance and keep it. Right. Right. So, I mean, there was no harm, no foul, but we built a relationship while I was on. I took the time to build a relationship with her. I said, you're a wholesaler. I'm always looking for houses. Send me what you have. She just sent me three houses this morning. Right. So that's just an opportunity to get 
more properties. I'm networking with other people while I'm doing business. And you know, that's, that's just the nature of the beast right now, just through networking, I'm closing on 20 seller finance homes, about 30 minutes from where I live just through networking. So I just wanted to Excellent. put some emphasis on the power of networking Excellent. Uh, since you mentioned it. Yep. Okay. So networking. So you got this, this property, got it listed. What's going on with it? Is it still listed or did you guys move it? What happened? Yeah. So it? we literally just put it up on Monday. So okay. it's only been on the market for what? Right. Two or three two days, days at this yeah. point. So, okay. you know, we're getting a lot of hits. I expected to sell this week and it's probably going to go for over asking price right right now we have a list for 139.9 but honestly i'm still on the fence you know i I literally just filled out the application this morning to cash out refinance i always like to give myself options okay i mean i don't want to back myself up against the wall so uh key takeaway from that when you're investing what you really want to do is have multiple exit strategies you never want to give yourself you never want to back yourself against the wall yep into a corner because if you do you could get stuck and i've been there and I'm just telling you, you know, it's not pretty to be stuck with a, with a property for a period of time. I lost $80,000 on a house being stuck on a property Ouch. I couldn't move. So Ouch. I had to sell it at a loss in order to stop the bleeding. I was paying 3000 a month for the house. You know, see, so. see and, and everybody hear the success stories of real estate, but they don't never hear those backstories of how people yeah, lose man. money and stuff like that. Yeah. And and everybody think, well, once you get into real estate, it's all wins. You know, you yeah. win every day, every Majority, night. yeah. Yeah. But you do, you do have some of those losses that, that occurs. Me. Yep. Yep. That's right. So going back to that, going back to that networking a little bit, tell me about, tell me about how you found that deal that you're working on right now. Oh, it was just through a referral, someone that I know. She's constantly out. She's kind of like a bird dog for us. Okay. She's constantly out looking for houses. She sends properties every week. This was somebody, you know, who came to her job uh, that is a client. You know, I don't know what she does for a living. I think she makes like clothing for cancer patients and stuff like that. This person just lost her mother and she wanted to sell the house. So, you know, we negotiated a deal for 75,000 originally. I ended up, you know, finding some other things that needed to be done in the house. We negotiated it down to 73,000. I purchased it three months ago for $73,000. I put about 30 grand into it. And uh, yeah, it's a good deal. Good deal. So 73 was the acquisition. 30 was rehab. Mm -hmm. Okay. So all in about 106, 107. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And then you, you're putting it out there for one, basically 140. Okay. I think it'll go for a little bit more than that, but we priced it below market to to drum up that business. That's right. Even Perfect. in a hot seller's market, if you price it below, you're going to you're going to have people fighting over your house. Yeah, we just did that with a rehab in Chicago that we was doing. We knew that the comps were, you know, 250, 260. We put it out there for 239 and we ended up selling it for yeah. 270. Yep. So, Look at that. Yeah, and it it drives up that business. So guys, you listening, you out there you doing fix and flips, or even if you're wholesaling, you got to look at what that ARV is. Now, don't get too greedy, but you know, right. in this market, you know, things are selling above list. So you can put a little, a little fudge factor in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the house, house right on the next street just sold for 162. You know what okay. I mean? So, I mean, we priced the 20,000 below. That one is a three. This is a two bedroom. So okay. I, I figure it's going to go for 145, 150. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then again, guys, that was just from Jamel's network. Yep. No, no marketing, just no marketing, no nothing. Out there getting out there, talking to people, shaking hands, kissing babies. And those, that's what's bringing in deals. There you yes, go. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So man, tell us about how you became a millionaire at 25 and then lost it all two years later. Oh man. So I, I made a ton of money just fixing and flipping houses and uh, buying and holding houses. You know, when I was in Pennsylvania is where I made most of my money. I was, I was like the king in, in that area, as far okay. as real estate was concerned, young age, just killing it really ambitious. And the problem was, you know, I grew up in the projects. I didn't have a lot of money growing up. So once I got the taste of money, I started spending the money instead of holding the money. It's not about how much money you make. It truly, I, I know it's cliche, but it truly is about how much money you keep. You mm-hmm. can make 80 grand, 100 grand a year 
50 grand a year and be a millionaire. Yeah. Or you can make a million dollars a year and be broke. You know, don't let that go over your head. You could make 50 grand a year and be a millionaire, or you can make a million dollars a year and be broke. That's it's true. not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you keep. So I wasn't keeping enough. I would make 50,000 a month, but spend 55. That obviously, you know, it, it took a toll on me and my business. And uh, I lost everything, man. I remember uh, walking into my house one day after my cousin's funeral and the lights wouldn't cut on because they oh, shut man. off the lights. I couldn't right. pay the bills, you know? And here I am, you know, I, I you know, I'm, I'm considered the king. King, yep. Looking and, good, doing you know, well. In, in real estate in, in that area. And I couldn't even pay my light bill. So I knew that, you know, things had to change. My wife was pregnant with our second daughter. And I really took passive income seriously after that. And that's what changed the game for me. Passive, okay. ca having cash flow is the game changer for me and for my students who do business with me. To me, that's, that's the game changer. You got to have money coming in while you got to have active income while you're creating that passive income mm -hmm. every month as well, man. Well, and I, and I mean, you look at it, that's what all real estate investors is trying to do. They're trying to get that mailbox money because everybody right. like to sit at home and know, all right, I got this money flooding into my bank account and everything like that without me going to manage contractors, making sure to flip his own task and everything like that, or making sure the marketing is going out, you know? So again, we do all of these things. We do the wholesale and the fixing and flipping and everything like that. So we can buy doors. That way we that's can right. have that passive income coming in. And that's the missing piece with a lot of people today. You know, wholesaling is great. You know, I love wholesaling, but I think too many people are trying to build a lifestyle around wholesaling that, you know, doesn't have longevity. So wholesaling to me is a tool to, like you said, to be able to get more passive income. You can't continue to build active income every single month, which was what I was doing in my mid twenties. And just to be mindful, you know, you, you can't continue to build active income. You're going to burn yourself out. Number one, I've done it twice over the 20 years I've been in this business. What eventually happens is if you build your lifestyle around active income, you're going to come to a point where you're truly only as good as your last deal, yeah. right? So yeah. if you make 50 grand on a deal, you got to go out and make the 50 grand again if you don't do something with that money. If you invest that money that you just made, instead of spending it on what you want, then mm -hmm. you can create mailbox money. Like you said, you can yep. guarantee yourself a check every month coming in. So for example, if I make a hundred grand in rental income uh, every single month, if I spend a hundred grand, guess what? On the first of the month, I'm getting another hundred thousand dollars. That's yep. like hitting a lottery every month, right? Yep. Yep. So if you're wholesaling though, and you make a hundred grand, you got to go out and work again, do the same exact thing over and over and over again to get that hundred grand again. Yep. And if Absolutely. you stop, then everything stops. And that was my problem, you know? So guys, Jamel just gave you something real key right there, especially for you guys that are younger, just getting into the business. Remember the goal, the goal is to be able to have that passive income. You don't want to, you don't want to run yourself, run yourself ragged out there hustling, you know, wholesaling deals, moving deals, fixing and flipping and everything like that. Yes. It's sexy. It's attractive. You know, everybody build TV shows and everything around it, but the end goal is to look at, you know, Mr. Rogers when he's 60 years old, or even when he's 40 years old, 50 years old, and he have a hundred grand, 200 grand coming in every month and he don't have yep. to do anything and he's on the beach somewhere. That's how you get that lifestyle where you can live on the beach and don't have to work. Yeah. It's not as sexy as wholesaling. It's not as attractive because people, they, they talk about wholesaling like it's fast money, which it can be, but really wholesaling is hard, man. It is. Um, passive income is where it's at. Not again, I'm not knocking wholesaling. I'm saying use wholesaling as a tool to be able to get what you want. I didn't lose $80,000 and was able to bounce back from it by having active income. I was able to bounce back because I had passive income coming in. And just to be clear, I only lost money on two deals over 20 years. One of them was 17,000. That was the first time I lost. 
And that was when I was, when I had to go bankrupt. The second time was the 80 grand. And that was because I, I just got myself into a deal, which was in a bad area on paper. It was a good deal, but it was a bad, uh, a bad investment opportunity that should have made me like $250,000, but the numbers look good on paper, but the, it, it wasn't a hot area. Gotcha. I, was just, I took a risk and I was yeah. able to do that at, at that time in my life. Yeah. And, and you know what, as an investor, I mean, you have to be able to take those risks. You looking at the upside, you're like, man, this could be a 250 grand payday. Yeah. You know, yes, you're looking at the downside, but sometimes that upside outweighs that downside. <laughs> and you got to say, all right, let's throw all of the chips in and let's see what happens here. You know, because a real investor, they're, they're going to take those risks. You right. know, we're not saying don't do your numbers. Don't make sure things pencil out. Cause I'm sure you did that, but sometimes yep. you get everything there. panned out. Yeah. Everything looked good on paper. Sometimes it just don't work out, but as an investor, you want to be smart, you know, and, and don't be afraid that I told you that I lost 80,000. If you, if you feel like you can't take that chance, don't do it yet. But right. just realize, you know, out of 2000 plus deals over 20 years, I only owe money on two. That's good. That's that's a great success rate, man. So let's take a brief break. Jamel, we'll come right back and we still got to touch on how you lost it and how you bounce back. So let's take a brief break. We're here with Jamel Gibbs. And when we come back, we'll talk about how he rebounded from losing everything. Finding real estate deals can be a challenge, but with the batch leads, it doesn't have to be. Batch Leads has created a one-stop solution for all your real estate needs. So you can find more sellers, close more deals, and maximize revenue. Batch Leads offers a comprehensive suite of lead-generating tools that cover text messaging, skip tracing, finding comps, and much more. Batch Leads help you simplify, manage, and organize all your data in one place. Batch will help you stack your lists and identify properties that appear on multiple lists and have multiple distress indicators. These sellers are likely to be highly motivated and eager to sell. Get the most powerful and complete lead generation platform in the industry. Locate sellers, buyers, and lenders nationwide in seconds. Go to batchlead.io and use promo code WELOVEEQUITY. All right, guys, we are back with Jamel Gibbs. And if you didn't hear the first half, I suggest you rewind go back you know go all the way back to the beginning because he gave us some good gems but right now we want to talk about how he bounced back from losing everything and then we're going to jump into some other topics you know as far as his success so Jamel you was 25 26 you was a millionaire 27 everything tanked what happened man how did that affect your psyche first oh man you got to remember back then I had my wife, yep. I had a daughter and I had a daughter on the way from making a ton of money to tanking. It doesn't feel good, man. I don't care who you are. Right. 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 And I know the um, wife looking at you sideways, like, <laughs> yeah, all right, you know what we going to do? <laughs> yeah. She, my wife never questioned anything. She only, only, she always understood that I'm a risk taker mm-hmm. and that I always, I, I told her from day one, I have, I got you. You don't have to worry about nothing. Right. This from mm-hmm. I knew my, my wife and I went to junior high school together, you know, after school, we got together and, you know, I was 19 and she was, you know, going on 19. And today I'm 40 and she's 40. And, you know, I'm about to be okay. we're about, both about to be 40. It, it's been a long relationship. But right. I told her, I said, if we're going to be together, you have a choice. You don't have to do anything. Just take care of the house and I'll take care of everything else. Right. That was a choice that she could have made or she could basically she's helped. She, she helps me in the business. Right. Gotcha. But gotcha. Mm-hmm. The whole point is, you know, she knew that she knew my work ethic. She knew what I'm, what I'm capable of doing and we were living good, but she's like, okay, now what was going on? She right. never questioned it. Cause I said, I got it. Don't worry about it. Right. So mm-hmm. I fixed the whole situation. Just making bad decisions kind of got me into the situation. All I had to do was reverse it. So I just went out, man, and instead of doing what I was doing, which was spending too much money, continue creating more income. Within eight months, I was back on my feet. I was back over six figures. But I actively invested wholesaling, but I, I more so got into more creative ways of investing as well so that I can create more passive income. And that okay. absolutely changed the game for me. 
So what know, did you we, do, Jamel? Come on, man. Give us, give us. Ooh, man, so I started doing lease option deals. I started <laughs> okay. doing seller finance deals. I, I've, of course, I, I kept my wholesaling and my fix and flip going, my flip, okay. fix and flip business going because that was the huge money. But again, if you have active income, especially if you're rehabbing, you would notice if you're rehabbing, you're dishing out a lot of money. Yep. Right. Uh, it, it's definitely you're going to get milked. So I, just you don't gotta, have, I just got a request for a draw this morning, man. <laughs> hey, look, bro. Look, every week, man. Every week. Yep. You know? But so at the end of the day, what 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 happened with me was I had this active income. I was wholesaling. A lot of that money was going back into the rehab flips, but I didn't have anything passive coming in. So I started doing creative real estate investing. Okay. And I started buying and holding more in order to compensate for the passive income so i know i'm guaranteed money all the time gotcha right every month which will allow me to float and then i can continue to put money into my rehab flips mm -hmm. to build up huge cash so i really combined the two man okay uh, in order to to get back on my feet and that's the same business model that i have today and uh to me it's the best business model in the world and 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 just to just to second that I follow that same business model, man. We do flips, we do wholesale, but at the end of the day, our whole thing is the passive income because a lot of that passive income will sustain us. You know, if you don't have a flip deal coming in, or if you got a, I mean, if you don't have a wholesale deal coming in, or if you got a couple of flips and none of them are on the market yet, you know, that, that's that right. passive income, you know, that's your bread and butter that, that keeps you going. So that's right, man. Completely understand. And then that allows you to branch out to other things, man. You know, that's, you know, YouTube had just came on the map back in 2008. I started a YouTube channel, you know, it, you know, I didn't do anything with it for about 10 years. I probably put about 50 to 60 videos. Like I was telling you, yep. but you know, now YouTube is a, is an income generator. You can sell knowledge if you want. So yep. these are different things that, you know, real estate can branch out into different avenues. It's, it doesn't necessarily have to be real estate itself. Although you want to be authentic, if you're teaching right. something, you want to, mm -hmm. you want to be actually doing it. I don't risk. Well, not that I don't respect, you know, to each his own, but you can teach real estate and not actually do real estate. I know a ton of people who do. I just choose to be authentic. Right. I want yeah. to be real. And, and you want to, you want to learn from somebody that that's who's actually been doing through it. the trenches. Right. And that's actually doing it right. because, you know, Theory versus practice is completely different. That's just Absolutely, like, man. hey, you could sit, you know, and get your your medical license and be a doctor. But you, when you under that knife, you want somebody that's experienced, not somebody yep. that just have a bunch of book knowledge. Somebody that's practicing, man. Right, right. And that's the same with investing. You want somebody that's out there doing it. So it, that's a good analogy too, man. When you're under that knife. If somebody has having cut somebody for five or ten years, I don't want that guy cutting me. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't care how experienced he was before, man. <laughs> he, he's yep. not as experienced today, you know. Yeah, I mean? because so, you know, there's there's different, you know, anesthesias, there's different things, you yep. know, and you, you just want to make sure you're on top of it. So you did a lot of creative finance and with lease options and stuff like that, man. Mm -hmm. So just for those who don't know, real quick, just give us a quick rundown of what a lease option is, Jamal. Oh, it's really simple. Just to keep it in layman's terms, a lease option is like renting a property from from a property owner and then going out, going out and subleasing that property with a huge down payment and keeping yourself in between. There's three different forms of lease options. You got what's called a, a sandwich lease option, which is the one I just explained mm -hmm. where you can uh, rent a property. Let's say I was let's say you had a property in Chicago and I came to you and I said, Marcus, I want to. I want to rent your property from you. I'll give you yep. as a renter, but I, I, my intentions are to sublease that property. I can then go ahead and sublease the property to someone else who wants to purchase that property eventually on okay. a lease purchase. So they can put down a down payment. They could pay me more money than what I'm paying you. And then I can keep the difference. And then when we cash out, I can pay you what I, what I paid you. So gotcha. basically it's like renting a property from a seller and then subleasing it with the intent to sell it later okay. on. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. And, and using, and having those additional tools in the toolbox guys will help you close more deals. So that way you don't have just, you know, if you got one tool and it's a hammer, you're going to try and use that hammer to beat up everything 
you know, sometimes you need a screwdriver, you need some pliers. And that's what some of these creative options offer you. So that way, hey, if it's not a nail and it's a screw, you say, okay, well, I'm gonna pull out my screwdriver. We're gonna close this deal with a sandwich lease option or just a lease option or something like that. You you can even wholesale a lease option, man. Let's say you had a property that was a, a lease option for one price. I could wholesale it and take an option fee and then give the give the uh, end uh, tenant buyer to you and walk away from the deal as well. So uh, that's just that's just two ways of doing it where you can, yep. you know, you can make a, a, a killing. And you teach a lot of this stuff in your in your academy, right? Yeah, I have a course um, called hybrid wholesaling, which is basically exactly what it is, is a mixture of different wholesaling strategies and buy and hold strategies because I'm a firm believer in passive income. And I teach all of that in the course, more creative stuff and wholesaling stuff combined that will allow any investor, whether you're uh, brand new or whether you're, you, you've been in a, the, the business for a while, you'll definitely be able to pick up some of the gems that I've been able to endeavor over the 20 years I've been in the business, man. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So Jamel, kind of wrapping up here, man. How is your, what does your team currently look like? So we majority of the team and and when you're building your real estate team, you want to kind of do the same thing. I learned this over the years just by trial and error. Focus on what's going to bring in the deals. So what brings in deals is marketing. Right. So we have someone as a director of marketing, direct mail and things like that. But majority of our team, we do a lot of cold calling. Right. So majority of people on our team are banging out the phones. We have an acquisition specialist. And we have a dispositions. My wife is actually dispositions. Okay. Justin is an acquisition specialist for us. He focuses on managing everybody who, whether you're cold calling or you're doing direct mail or whatever, he manage, he focuses on getting us deals in. Deals, okay. My wife focuses on that. She operates the team that handles all the disposition stuff, whether it's rehabbing a house to get it ready to sell or rent or whatever the case may be. And I just kind of oversee things, man. So okay. um, you got acquisitions, you got marketing, acquisitions, and dispositions. If you could fulfill those three uh, See, avenues yeah. in your real estate investing business, you'll be set, right? That's all you really need to operate a business. Obviously, you're going to need an attorney. You got a closing right. team and things like that. But you could hire somebody for $250, a closing coordinator, you know, 250 bucks per deal, virtual closing coordinator to do all of that stuff. Or you can hire somebody in-house, you know, but marketing, acquisitions, dispositions. If you just focus on those three aspects, you'll have a successful business. Okay, there you go. And then guys, in the beginning, yes, you're going to have to do all of that yourself. Yep, Um, all the hats. Yeah, and and it's important (laughs) that you wear all of those hats so you will know once you start building those that team, okay, this is the responsibilities you need to do as a marketing coordinator. This is what you have to do, you know, as a cold caller, as an acquisitions person, as a dispositions person, and everything like that. Because I wore many hats, a little bit too longer long than I should. And I should have, you know, started bringing those team members on earlier, but it worked out and we're, we're pretty successful in doing quite a few things. So Jamel, we're going to put you on a hot seat, man. Let's put Jamel on a hot seat real quick guys and get him going. Uh, Jamel, starting over, what would you do differently, man? What would I do differently? I would find somebody to show me the ropes a lot quicker um, because it took me some time, right? It wasn't until I started making some money where I found my first mentor, his name is Steve, Steve DiPalantino. He kind of showed me the the game. He said, look, buy it like this, do it like that. Make sure Mm -hmm. you have passive income coming in, et cetera. Right. So Steve was the cat. He was the catalyst that allowed to helping me go from, you know, really just getting by in real estate to yep. catapult in my real estate. He had 120 rentals back then. And he said, I will never forget this. And he still said today, he said, you're going to be the richest person I know. And he said, just by your work ethic mm-hmm. and by your drive, I know that's going to happen, but I'm going to help you get there. So he said, what you need to do is have cash flow. Right. And that just that changed my mindset on everything. So find somebody 
and, and I know a lot of people who say, oh, get a get a real estate coach, you know, get a mentor, get this and get that. It sounds cliche, but really, if you have somebody with experience showing you the ropes, it's like having a it's like getting a car with a GPS. Yep. Right. You still have to operate the car. You're still going to face some hurdles, but you're able to get there a lot quicker and minimize the reroutes, the redirections that you take in order to get there. So you literally have somebody showing you what to do. So I would say, find somebody, if you don't have any money, find, find somebody who, you know, who's local, who's willing to do it. A lot of people want to, want to, want to be paid for their time, which is understandable, but there's people out there who can help you. Yep. So find somebody to show you how, even if they, they're not holding you by the hand, don't waste their time, but Mm -hmm find somebody who can at least give you a clear understanding of how to get there and put in the work to get there. Right. That's what I would do different. I would actually have, I would find somebody a lot sooner um, because it took me five years, probably not, not necessarily five, three years to find Steve. I would, I would have found Steve in three months. You you know what I mean? There you go. And I like that analogy you used about the uh, GPS because what people tend to think is, all right, my goal, getting to my goal is just like a highway. It's like an expressway when actually it's not, you know, it's like you're taking, you know, city routes. You you got stop signs you got to stop at, you know, so it may be a quick pit stop. Then you got streetlights you got to stop at. You got to worry about all of these different, you know, things you got to deal with. But when you got that that GPS and you got somebody telling you, they're going to tell you the quickest route. You know, they're going to teach you how to get, on that expressway. Okay. Instead of taking these city streets, going through all of these stoplights and stop signs, boom, go this way, get up on the expressway and let's fly. And that's what that mentor and that coach do for you. So great, great, great analogy, man. What do you think is your greatest commodity outside of capital? What's, what's, what's the thing that really fuels you that keep you going, that keep your team going? Family, man, family. Okay. Um, That's, you know, family is everything to me. So I even trained, well, not necessarily made a transition, but I talk about it a lot on my channel, you know, time and freedom for family, right? Mm-hmm. So the only way to get to time and freedom is to build cash, you know, cash flow. You got to have that passive income. That's what buys your time back. But what are you going to do with the time once you get it? You put yep. it into family, man. There you know, you go. I, I do everything. I, every, I, I wake up every day. I do everything for my family. I have four kids and a wife. We have one more on the way. So it's going to be five kids with okay. my wife, man. And, you know, I do everything for family. There you go. There you go. And that, well, that ties right into the next question was what drives your ambition? So I guess it's that family, huh? <laughs> yeah. To me, that's the, the, the greatest, to me, family, or, you know, for me is the greatest thing that a person can enjoy, especially if you're working for you know, the, the greater purpose of your family, you know? So you know, I grew up in a, in a household with both parents. They didn't have much, you know, uh, I remember coming home with the $48,000 check and that was more money than both my parents made in one year combined. And wow. I was only 21 years old. Right. And I told my mother, I said, one day I'm going to get you out of here. You know, she died of cancer, you know, not too, too long after that, but the whole point was appreciate it. But, you know, the whole point was it was something I was working toward and it was all for family. So one, one thing I, I tell people on my channel is remove yourself from your goals. Obviously, you want to have personal goals, but if yep. you remove yourself and your goals are unselfish. Then you're going to be able to achieve anything, because when you make your goals about yourself, what happens is you're, you, you make excuses it's yeah. easier for you to say, I can, you know, I, I'm going to get, you know, I, I could get to that tomorrow, but when it's right. for somebody else, when it's for somebody else, then you have to make it happen. You got to take that action, right? You got to take that action. So to me, family is one of the greatest commodities of life. So I appreciate my family and, and I do everything for them, man. Okay, man. Good, good, good. Yeah. Last but not least, what believe what do you believe is your greatest challenge if it's internal or external? What do you think is one of the things that you got to overcome to really get where you're trying to go? 
The greatest challenge that I have, that's a great question, man. Because I'm pretty good at adjusting. If I had to say one of my greatest challenges, I'm pretty balanced. Okay. With, with Sometimes you got to be unbalanced to become successful. You got to, some people say that there's no balance in success, right? You have to go all in. But I, I used to believe that. I don't believe right. that's true. Yeah. I don't believe that's true at all, actually. I don't know. That's a that's a really good question, man. That's probably something I gotta I gotta give some thought about. What is my greatest challenge? I used to be, like you said, you know, I used to wear all the hats. It took me eight years to delegate in my business. It took yeah. me eight years. Yeah, believe me, I'm 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 the same way. It took me about that too. <laughs> yeah. So yep. I used to be more of a micromanager. I learned not to micromanage. Mm-hmm. Um Man, that's a really good question. Okay, Something that well, I haven't I haven't thought about. Put put that put that on your brain, man. Think about yeah. that. See what you come up with. And what I'll do is you can hit me back later and let me know. You know what? After thinking about that, what it was. So that sounds good, man. That's yeah. that's a really really good question. What is my greatest challenge? Nah, man. That's think really about it. Question. Don't worry about it. You don't yeah. gotta you don't gotta <laughs> answer it. <laughs> it's all yeah. good. It's all good, man. So tell us. Before we wrap up here, man, tell us about your your academy. How can people find you? Okay, I got it. Sometimes I get in my own way. Even okay. as an experienced investor, I sometimes I need to learn. You know, I don't need to be doing certain things. Okay, somebody else can handle that, and I can use my time better somewhere else. So that's probably a a, a great a, a good challenge that I have. Sometimes, you know, as entrepreneurs, we want to. We want to do everything, do everything. We could kind of get in our own way doing that. So I still suffer from that 20 years in a business. So that will probably be my greatest challenge in my opinion. Okay. And I think, I think, I mean, I'm sort of in line with that because even with me doing this business for as long as I've been doing it again, it took me a long time before I started building that team and started delegating because I was like, well, I could just, I could do all of this and I can get 100% of the profits. And it really wasn't even about getting all of the money. It was, it's, it was about, I know how to do it. And I think I'm the only one that know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to put the effort into training somebody to do it, you know? So okay. another thing, another thing with that, sometimes I get into too many things at one time when I should be focused on one thing. Right. So I get a lot of opportunities coming across mm-hmm. my desk and I want to, I want to do everything, do everything. Right? Yep. <laughs> um, so sometimes I got to learn to say no, Absolutely. or at least not right now. Not now. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? I'm guilty so, on that too, man. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so find after myself... giving some thought, that's probably what it is, man. Okay. Yep. There you go. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's entrepreneurs because we're always looking at we're optimistic. We're always looking at, Hey man, this is a good opportunity here because at the end of the day, it could be X, Y, and Z, but then we don't look at what is going to leave. We don't look at the A, B, C, D all the way up to get to that X, Y, and Z. And it takes yep. a lot of work. So yes, sir, man, Jamel. All right. Tell us how we can find you, man. Tell us about your Academy. That way if people want more information about you, where we can go. Oh, simple, man. If you want some free information, you could go to my YouTube channel. I'm also on Instagram and, you know, I spend a little bit of time on, on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not really a social media guy, okay. uh, but I try to provide value to the world. So you could just search for Jamel Gibbs on Instagram or Facebook, okay. uh, but YouTube is where I provide most of the uh, value is youtube.com slash Jamel Gibbs. If you want to check out the Academy, just uh, go to jamelgibbs.com and you can look into things from there okay so guys i'll make sure i have all of those links in the bio you know what make sure you go to jamel's youtube channel he got a lot of information on there and he got short little snippets so if you don't have time to watch a long tail video 19 20 minutes hey got he got one minute power packed videos for you to watch and dig into and i watched a couple of them quite a few of them actually and he gives some real good information you know in a short period of time i even watched one where he was walking up to a house that had stickers on it and he was you know talk to the neighbor and hey man he was i forgot his name but he was at the mailbox and you asked him (laughs) about the property and everything like that and that's real good information for you guys that's 
driving for dollars, getting started. And even some of you investors that's been doing it for a while, you can use his videos, his training videos, you know, for people that's getting started that you're going to have bird dogging. So Jamel, man, I thank you, man. I really appreciate it. You always give good information, power packed information, man. So I want you to remain blessed, stay blessed, man. Take care of the family. You got a good heart, good purpose on what you're doing. And I really appreciate you being on. All right, man. It's a pleasure, bro. I appreciate, I appreciate you very much, man. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. You know what to do. You got the information. You got the instructions. Go find Jamel. Go to his sites. Friend him. Go to his YouTube channel because you want to get that information because we want you to excel as a real estate investor. So get out of here. Go and take action and remember to always enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at M Maloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.